All right, welcome to another episode of Beneath the Surface Podcast. I am back with Mr. Derek Webb. How's it going, brother? Yo, what's going on, Paul? Good, man. Good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad to talk to you again. Another week. Another. Uh, another week in quarantine, bro. How you holding up? Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, man. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So you was like half quarantine because you know with your service of uh, your field of work. You're still out there in the grind on the forefronts, fighting the good fight. So, right, appreciate you doing that, um, man. Here for you, brother. Here for everyone. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I'm actually just like straight up locked down. I haven't been going too many places mm-hmm. outside. You know, maybe the grocery store to grab a few uh, essentials, but that's pretty much it, man. Yeah, I mean, if you need exercise, you could probably go to the grocery store and just walk the aisles for a couple hours. Yeah, you just don't buy anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's actually not the kind of exercise I want. Yeah, okay, I mean, a lot of a lot of people walking around there with some people have masks on, yeah. some people don't. I actually haven't been taking. I just like took a mask out today for the first time, but I haven't been wearing the mask. But I saw a um a report that said um it you can uh, contract the virus just if someone's talking to you or it's like or they don't have to like sneeze or cough. So it can be like just small particles travel through the air and get in your lungs too. So you know, well, here's the thing: if you're if you got if you remain your little six feet distance type of thing, you shouldn't that shouldn't happen. True. Even if someone is like, and they're talking like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Just I don't know why would a person talk that way, but if they were for whatever reason, um, then your six feet distance would 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 kind of like. Uh, alleviate that you know what i mean like you wouldn't have to worry about that so much so um you know that's that's uh, a little common sense man anybody talking that kind of crazy shouldn't be that close to you anyway uh so yeah. and, and, yeah. and corona or not right <laughs> corona or not corona or not true, okay man. all right um yeah but i mean other than that dude we just we just kind of stand in the house hanging out sure sure you know, picking up a few things um i was listening to a few podcasts and they were you know everyone's giving like helpful tips about things you can do and prevent boredom and um honestly i don't really i don't really i don't ever get bored i don't i think if you get bored it's because you you always require stimulation and Mm -hmm. i personally don't need stimulation all the time i'm totally fine just like relaxing or staring at the wall i could probably stare at the wall and not get bored honestly you know my mind will drift off and that's that's okay however um I'm uh, someone who naturally has a lot of interest, um, physical interest, mental, different things. Like I'm always, there's always something that I'm interested in. So, um, yeah, I don't get bored too often, man. That's good, man. Yeah, it's not something I I concern myself with. Now, trying to prevent my seven-year-old from not getting bored, that's the challenge. (laughs) That is a challenge, a full-time challenge. Hey, man, maybe, maybe once a day you could dress up as somebody different. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be cool it's like that'd a historic be, figure yeah or not even just that like you can just be like i don't know you could just you can you can you know you could be like colonel sanders kfc today and then you could be um <laughs> donald trump tomorrow and then you could be like uh, <laughs> obama and then you know you could be you know you could just keep it up you keep changing it up man and just harriet tubman next week yeah. you know what i'm saying like you could yeah. be everything man that'd be a head of oh man I don't have that many wigs and dresses in my house. I don't know what you're into. <laughs> or maybe I don't know, like, like, a, like you can have like a, a masquerade every, you know, every other day of the, of the house where everybody just wears masks. You know, everybody does things backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're a wild boy, dude. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really hey. get to know you one day. <laughs> one of these days, dude, I'm gonna really get to know you. <laughs> See what's really hey, wouldn't that be cool if everybody it wouldn't I think that'd be pretty awesome, man, if you had a day where everything was just running backwards. You know what I mean? Like sure. you, ate, you ate dinner first, you know, right? And then lunch and then breakfast. Right? You walk you walk backwards, talk backwards. How do you know how to talk backwards? I don't know. You just would just pretend like you know. Yeah. I think Nas made us a, a rap song backwards, so Yeah. If he could do it. Well, he's Nas though. Yeah, he is not. He's pretty. He's pretty legendary. So. Pretty legendary. So, man, let's uh, kick off the podcast. Um, there's a few things we discussed, and 
some pretty interesting topics. Uh, honestly, I think it really doesn't matter too much what the topics are because we're always going to really um, provide some honest, uh, thought-provoking perspective about sure. whatever it is. And I think that's the beauty of the podcast. Honestly, it's just um, really uh, kind of digging deep on some of these topics and exploring our, our thoughts and opinions about it and, and offering some kind of, um, you know, some kind of guidance. And if people can find value and truth within our stories that's related to their own, then um, I think it's uh, still hitting, hitting the mark. But yeah. I definitely want to, um, yeah, there's a couple things we can touch on today. So, and this kind of, let me ask you this. Let's, let's, how about we do this? How about we don't even introduce a formal topic? We just do it through, I don't know, telling our, well, maybe through question format. So maybe I'll ask you a question. I'll ask you a few questions. Okay. That's related to what we're going to talk about. Okay. So, um, Derek, were you, were you, uh, you have how many older brothers? One. One. How much older is your brother than you? One. He's one year older? Yeah. Okay. My brother's two years older than me. Okay. Okay. Were you, uh, were you raised in a household with another man? Like, yeah. did you have a dad active in your life? Um, or, <clears throat> Active, uh, it was some time. I think I might have had, um, I think I had a stepdad, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know, when I was like eight or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, so you had a stepdad for a short period of time, yeah. Well, no, 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 not well, well, not a short period of time. Well, I, you know, um, like, um. My stepdad's uh my stepdad's name is, is is Jerry. And Jerry came into the picture around like eight and he's been in ever since. But from zero to eight, you know, um, there really wasn't anybody. There was another guy too as well, but um I don't know, he just wasn't he wasn't I don't know, it's hard to explain. Like he was there, but he, I didn't consider him like a stepfather, you know what I'm saying? So Okay. Um, okay. You know, so, but I mean, he was there. I'm going to, he was there, I, you know, so, but, um, officially like, like my mom, you know, actually like getting married and stuff like that. Um, and, um, and, and to this day, you know, my, my, uh, my stepdad is my mom. They've been together for, I don't know, you know, 18, 20, 30 years, who knows for a long yeah. time, man. So, um, you know, like I said, he came on the scene when I was in my, I think I, I might've been like, not even eight. I'm sorry. I was older than that. I could have been like 11 or something. Okay. So yeah. when he when he did come on the scene, was it just like mom's new husband, mom's new boyfriend? Or was it like, this is this is somebody else that's helping me into my own manhood as well? Or was it was it kind of separate? Or did he integrate with, with the entire um, lifestyle of the family dynamic? Oh, man. That's a great question. Uh, so... We're about to go Dr. Phil right now, bro. You want to go beneath the surface. Here we go. You were deep. We're going nose dive I'm down. Curious. I'm curious. Right? Okay. No one's ever asked me this question before, man. This is interesting. So, um, no, 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 no. Actually, my um I have three three younger sisters, uh, and um another younger brother too as well. And um my my mom, um, she is a Jehovah Witness, and so as you know, Jehovah Witnesses they they normally you know go around and and, um, and talk to other neighbors in the community about God and stuff like that. And so what happened was um, my mama came across this um, house. Lady had three girls, and the girls were not been taken care of. Um, you know, just moms on drugs. Little girls are just neglected, and my mom decided to help, and she. Um, she told the lady, she said, Hey, listen, um, I'm a foster parent. I could adopt your girls for you while you go to rehab. And the lady was like, what? She was like, and my mom was like, yeah, if, 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 you know, the girls are, you know, they're very small, very, very young. Um, the, I think the, there's, I have three sisters. The, 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 the second one was on a bottle, put it like that. 
So they're really, really young, right? <clears throat> the second one was on a bottle. So the first one was not on a bottle, but I mean, it's really young. My mom, uh, the lady was like, you know, God's God, God, uh, God sent a gift. My mom ended up ad- ad- adopting all the good girls. The lady never went to rehab. She just continued to get into drug use. So my mom kept the girls. And um, at that time, um, Jerry, who is uh, a stepfather now at the time, was not. He was away. He was um, in jail. So here is me and my brother. And then now we have three little sisters and my mom. And that was it. And then um, at the time, I, you know, my, my step pops are just kind of young. Just, you know, we're, we're, we're in L.A. So there's a lot of things to get caught up in in LA and so I guess once my um, stepdad came out of, out of jail he he, of course came looking for the girls and come to find out that my mom you know had had um, adopted him so he came on the scene and things to him my mom kind of worked out he was trying to change his life and, and do right and stuff and um, here's this single woman with these five kids now and so um, he just started to come in and and try to help out and stuff like that, which I mean, I, I I was like really young, but I was like, ah, it's cool, you know, like be there and stuff because you know, like my biological father was not there, so um, you know, it was kind of cool to see that hey, if people have mistakes, it's okay, come in and, and fix them, and right. um, you know, it was just one of those things where we really didn't have that father figure in our in our in our house, and in LA, a lot of times there was like a street mentality. You know what I'm saying? That kind of came with living in LA. And that was one of the things that my stepfather had brought, the street mentality. We weren't like that. Um, me and my brother, we, we pretty much were like my mom's men. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so we just, it wasn't easy for us to kind of accept uh, my stepfather uh, at the time. And, you know, we had our ups and downs and we fought and stuff like that and everything. And so it was a little tough. It was kind of turbulent, you know? Um. Yeah, it was kind of trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it's. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I, I was really asking because I was just curious to know, you know, if Jerry did come into your life and you know he was the father figure that you kind of that kind of helped mold you into the man you are today. But you know, I talked to you and you're very, um, very different from a lot of guys I know. <clears throat> you seem very uh you seem very secure in your manhood you seem like very um you know you're you're open you're vulnerable but you're also masculine and I'm just kind of like well how did that all get shaped was it something that was you know did, did did like your father teach you this or this is something that like how did you learn um your manhood just about being you know carrying your, yourself the way you do um, it was self-taught. Um, my, uh, I didn't learn it from anybody, really. To be honest with you, it's you know, it's funny because well, it's not even funny. I keep, I'm always saying that phrase is funny. It's not funny, but That's it's cool. interesting that James Allen said, "Circumstances don't make a man; they reveal him to himself." Right? Circumstances. Uh-huh. Circumstances don't make the man; they reveal him to himself. Right. So, if you're really like a creepo and you've been hiding it the moment you get a chance to be a creepo you'll do it and it's not necessarily like oh my god like this this outside influence is why i'm a creepo no you're a creepo because you've always been a creepo but you just never had a chance to express that right circumstances don't make the man they reveal him to himself and so i've seen huh no not to cut you off but I've, i've seen it i've seen the opposite so many times where i've seen um because i come from like inner city LA or like yeah. South Central. My grandparents had a house in South Central. I was there a lot of the time growing up as a kid. And I mean, nobody on the block had like an active dad in their family. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people fell into certain things that weren't, you know, weren't good for like a, or, um, a lifestyle, like the direction, the path they were heading in. And so I've seen a lot of people adopt this street survival mentality they absorb knowledge from the streets because that was that's what 
that's what they they've learned that's their survival uh instincts man that's that's how they that's who they hung out with right um that's where you know it's quote unquote soaking up game from people that never really learned the right way and then you can see it even if some people still like you talk to some people that are uh older guys you call them ogs and they still have that same kind of mentality they learn a little different now but there's some things that that that's so ingrained that is really hard to break or hard to shake at, at you know a certain age but you i've seen a lot of people fall they victim to the circumstances but they allow those circumstances to really shape who they are as as men mm, yeah yeah no i've i've seen that too as well man and a lot of a lot of my peers growing up um and just getting caught up in, in and like you said the streets or other distractions or whatever it may be and I mean, some of them lost their lives. Some of them just kind of like straight away. Um, for me, the way I'm wired was that the lack of not having made me want to do that. You know what I'm saying? So when I didn't have a father figure around and stuff, I think that experience of not having a father around kind of sowed the seeds in me to be that father. Right? Almost like a... Like, like what Gandhi says, be the change you want to see, right? So because I didn't have a father figure that I could look up to that was strong, that would be confident and, and um, that that would kind of like be able to lead, uh, I just decided to be that person. And I don't know when I made that decision, but when I thought about being uh, a father that was a, a reflection of... of um, of someone that was caring but like like both right caring with strong um funny but can also be serious it just it just uh it appealed to me and i just started working on it and building that myself you know reading um looking at other role models of other other like adults that i had saw and attributes that i had saw um and just building my way up you know because yeah my uh my stepdad didn't really have he he was in the streets, but he didn't really have, like, he was a, how can I put it? He was a father, but not a good parent. That makes sense? Yep. Right. Really good. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what he was. And so a lot of the times, um, because his father didn't really teach him how to be, a, a you know, a, a, a good father, right? Or or so much so, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times the, the, the cycle continues. And so since his father never t- taught him how to be, a father and a good parent and stuff like that it's hard and a man right a man in a certain way to carry yourself a certain way it's hard for him to translate that to other people and i i could see that like all right like he's from the streets probably had a wild rough background um and if his dad never took time to instill in him the principles of being a man how could he then teach me you know because my 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 stepdad's hispanic so not only is he coming from a different world than I am, we're, 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 you know, blacks and browns, we do have a lot in common, but we are a little, there is a little difference there when you're 12, 13 and, you know, you're not, you're going to relate more to somebody that looks like you, right? Even though yeah. you don't admit it or not. You see what I'm saying? So there's a lot of, all yeah. these dynamics, man, that it just uh, made it um, a little harder to make a solid connection. But, um, but like I said, I, I really wanted to be that. Um, person that I never had in my life so I just began working on myself wow yeah, yeah man that's that's very interesting and you you even mentioned like that little that little uh, subtle nuance it's not even subtle I can't it's far from subtle but him being Hispanic sure um, because not only I mean as as black men in America we do have a different plight and being a black man is a different experience from being anything else um in america and and there's certain ways you got to learn how to maneuver um there's certain things that come along with that and to have a stepdad that's a different race i mean that is going to be um it's going to be harder to relate and for him to understand your plight and teach you those lessons that you'll need to learn Mm -hmm. Um, I've, i've always had like um uncles um, friends that did have their you know dads that were at home or uh, positive role models that were teachers or um, uh, just you know different people I've ran across like encountered in my life there was 
there was always someone there to like teach me something. Um, however, was all of it good? <laughs> no, man, it definitely <laughs> yeah. wasn't. I mean, sheesh, dude. When I started to really get on like my spiritual journey and thinking about um, right and wrong, the effects of my behavior and um, understanding uh, empathy and other people's feelings, like I start to really understand there was a lot of like bad information I got True. about yeah, about what what it means to be a man. And uh, and especially, you know, even a black man, like mm. I'm pretty sure you've encountered this where if you uh, speak a certain way, especially in a certain neighborhood and you're black, like you get ridiculed by your peers, like, you know, like, oh, you're not you're not tough or something or you just not like about that life. You're square um, because you're not speaking the lingo like falling like into the expectations fitting into that box and it's not just outsiders that want you to fit into a box it's insiders that want you to fit into a box man even more so dude um i've experienced that where people i grew up with as soon as you start moving a different way because you want better for your life it's that crab in the barrel mentality where it's just like what are you doing like where are you trying to do that like why are you it's 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 you're, the insiders will drag you or try to put you in a box sometimes even more so than outsiders so you're fighting against like this this you got like a dual battles going on mm-hmm. uh, have you experienced that yeah i mean i've i've um i remember a long time ago man i used to this guy used to tease me he's called me an oreo because <laughs> yeah right <laughs> what an asshole right he called me an oreo <laughs> And uh, I was like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, you're black on the outside, but you're white on the inside. And I would say, well, why do you think I'm white on the inside? I hate that. And he would say, oh, just because I'm well-spoken. And I, I, I had to tell him, I said, exactly. so you're, you're trying to tell me because I'm well-spoken, that means it, that's, that's a white trait, you know? And I kind of had to educate him a little bit and, um, you know, let him know, like, no, like, because you're well-spoken, you're just well-spoken. That's not a, just, there's no ethnicity that's tied to that. And, uh, and yeah, he was just like, oh man, like, but it was just, he, you could see, um, the ignorance that was in him that, but I don't think he really even had thought really know, on dude. it. He didn't no, even really didn't know, you know, yeah. no, 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 he did it. Right. And he was a white guy too, as well. He was just giving me a hard time, but it was just funny. I would, I would, I used to, I never, I never really like got offended by it, but when he would tease me, I was like, man, like he, he doesn't, he, he really doesn't understand that it's not, uh, a well-spoken uh, a person is not a, is not technically a white person. There's no color attached to it. You're well-spoken because you develop your vocabulary. And that's it, you know. So uh, it was just it was interesting. So I used to that was the only thing that kind of like um, was told to me at, at one point in a joking way. But um, but I mean, other than that, that was it, man. I really didn't have too much too much um, too much criticism, man. I mean. Yeah, you know, dude, I hear people taking. I mean, people have taken jabs at me. Shit, even this year, dude, just, um, just say things, just kind of like that's off, man. Like, you know, of course, not to my face via like social media or internet or something, mm-hmm. but um, it's just like, oh, why do you, why do you hang out with those people or why do you do this and why you, why do you, why do you sound like that in your in your videos or I'm just like, bro, I'll like. To me, I mean the the epitome of like black power, what what people fought for in the '60s and '50s and well before that. Um, it wasn't to hold on to this this ignorant lifestyle of thinking like, oh, I just gotta be, I gotta prove to the streets I'm this way. No, it was to get ahead, man, and it was to get ahead through knowledge and through um, through through the inside, you know, like really really stepping up in a, in a major way like in all aspects of your life and it's and then people i don't know when that shifted into thinking like oh if you're down the streets now you've been that's the definition of a real black man and it's 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 a shame that some people think that way because that will continue to uh, create the cycle or or allow that cycle to keep going because people sometimes when they're stuck in that that mindset they're going to have kids and that's what they teach and the kids are going to think that you know unless it's not it's not a guarantee of course because obviously you and I I mean 
uh, we kind of broke out of a lot of different toxic mindsets but um it takes a few generations sometimes to really break through some curses yeah it does yeah yeah man so let me ask you this dude um what are uh what are some misconceptions that that you think are out there about about manhood and what's been like masculine and and feminine Oh man, uh, misconceptions. Uh, I'm a bit uh, unorthodox, bro. So you know, you 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 want to go down this rabbit hole, hey? Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna. You are unorthodox. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep it. I'll keep it real for for you, for the audience, for everybody. Um, this is an intimate conversation, guys. So let's uh, let's go. Um, what I've what I've felt as some misconceptions. One is that men don't cry. Hmm. Yeah. I think that um, that is um, absolutely wrong. I don't know. It might have been from the '60s or whatever, where men were were very hard and 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 showing emotion was a sign of weakness. But in actuality, it takes a lot of strength to be um, to cry. If you've ever yeah. noticed, when you, at least for me, whenever I cry, I'm depleted of energy. I'm like, man, I took a lot a lot out of me to cry, boy, like veins coming out of my head and you know i'm like literally like fatigued like it takes a lot of energy to cry you know and really cry not just like a little tear or two and hold it back i mean let it out i mean you're exerting a lot of energy and so um i think that men should cry i think that it's very healthy and it's very important for men to cry to be able to express themselves in tears because at the end of the day, we're all made up of the, of uh, some of the, a lot of uh, uh, basically the same stuff. We know some different vari- variations in our body type, but a, a, you know we have all the same type of heart and blood and, and thoughts and stuff like that. And, um, crying is 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 not a form of weakness; um, it's a form of strength. I mean, it can be if it's if it's extreme. I mean, if you're crying every day for everything, then yeah, you may need to take some. You know, you may need to like get some therapy but um for a man to cry uh it's 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 perfectly okay i mean in the military they cry all the time um and no one looks down on people for crying for lost ones whatever it's 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 encouraged and it's it's very um it's very therapeutic and yeah. uh, originally you th- did you think that was not okay based on what you observed like growing up yeah, or was yeah. it because people you thought it was just yeah, not okay yeah people didn't cry people. yeah guys didn't cry oh. yeah we, we you know we, you know we young boys running around we ain't crying if you fall ouch get up just shake it off no big deal and so you kind of get this this mentality of just shake it off shake it off rather than mm-hmm. um letting it flow right to be with your emotions Right. We learn we I learned, at least me, I learned to suppress my emotions and keep them down. Um, and, you know, crying is the opposite. Crying is not suppressing it. It's letting your emotions rise and being with them in a moment. And if that at that time to make you cry, allow that to happen and let that emotion wash through your body. You know, don't hold on to it, but let it pass. Let it come and let it let it come. Let it rise and let it fall, you know, within you. And um and kind of experience the whole gambit of, of, of emotion that goes along with, you know, expressing yourself by crying or whatever. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> I think we, we talked before and I, I told you I haven't cried since I was about 13 and um, that I would like to, I would like to have a good cry about, you know, um, just things that have happened, being things that I should just, like you said, let that, feel that emotion that'll wash through you. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something with me that, I don't know. Uh, I don't honestly. I don't honestly. I, I genuinely don't feel it's uh, due to um, any thinking that it's a feminine trait because I've seen a lot of men cry and for good reason. And I, I'm honestly envious of it when I when I see it. Not so much like thinking they they're weak for it, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. For me, it's it's, it's just a little block for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, sure it'll happen one day, but that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good one, man. I think being told that, or not being told, but just observing men not crying growing up sends certain signals that, okay, you won't do that because <laughs> that's just not what men do. Yeah. Um, 
I think that um, um I, I think for you, uh, the day you cry, like really cry, is going to be a breakthrough for you. Like yeah, there's yeah, going to be so it. much power that's going to be released during that time when you're able to cry. Like it's 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 maybe you haven't cried. I mean, you haven't cried in a while, but I'm telling you, when you find that thing that actually makes you kind of like break. Um, and I don't, I don't mean cry like, oh, you, you know, you broke your leg. I think you played football once. You, you, I think you messed up. You broke your finger. And you didn't even cry about that. I mean, you're such nope. a like, you, yeah, you're like a citadel, man. You know, um, <laughs> we gonna have to, we gonna have to, you know, break your leg and then put salt in the wound or something, and maybe you cry then. Who knows? <laughs> but um, when you when you really have a deep level of expression, um, and you know, you're able to like really release something in from inside. Uh, with by crying, man, I'm telling you, it's gonna be the the heavens are gonna open up, brother. I'm telling you, you know, I'm, I want to, I want to, you know, maybe help you get there too, man. I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna walk around intentionally trying to get you to cry and stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like watch this movie. Yeah, yeah, watch this, watch yeah. it. Are you crying? You crying yet? But um, I know I could, I could, I have a feeling that there is a um, there's gonna be some really. Uh, special for you on, on the other side of that once you're able to kind of get to that point where you can release those uh, those emotions whatever they may be yeah you know um, I think one thing for me which I think I'm uh, since I've had a child I've become a lot more affectionate but for me I, I've never been very affectionate man like as far as like they need to like hug people all the time or just being like super touchy feely like that's just you know, I, I'm pretty sure you've read the five languages of love and everyone's figured out, okay, this is my love type. And mm-hmm. some people, that is like their love type. They need they need affection. They need touch. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for me, that's definitely just not something that I grew up with, man. Like, I don't know how it is in the Jehovah Witness religion or uh, your mom is also from another country. But I know a lot of people from... Um, other country they were not super affectionate with their children either um, and so that's something that growing up I had to learn which like I said having a child having my daughter that really opened me up because I give her like hugs and kisses 20 times a day and say I love you just randomly a bunch of times a day which that's something I had to I had to learn um, yeah is that is that something you've learned as well or are you naturally affectionate yeah, no, I, I, you know what? I didn't have that either, man. My mom, you know, she came from Dominica, so it wasn't really so much love, love, love. It was like, get on the boat. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get there. Let's survive. Right. So, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't born then. I was like, I wasn't like, you know, born and, and came over from Dominica. But, you know, this, the, the mentality when you're like an immigrant coming from another country. Um, it's all set in. It's like, yo, it's game time. It's go time, baby. We ain't got time to cry. You know, you know, so it was it was different. But um, my mom didn't really tell me she loved you that much. She didn't. Um, she had. I mean, she'll tell me on certain times, like you know, if I'm on a plane or something, she'll say I love you, or whatever. But I didn't hear it that much. Uh, I had an. I got another. I got a, a good friend of mine, a best friend actually. His mom would always tell him, you know, "Hi," she call him "Miho." Hi, Miho. This Miho, Miho. This Miho. That Miho. This. And I used to be like, man, like my mom never talked to me like that. Like you know. And I, 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 that was something I was a little envious of too, but like all things, man, all things work, work, uh, all things can, can work in your favor, man. If you have the right perspective, I just looked at those things and said, I'm going to be that, like, I'm going to embody those things. And so I would tell my mom, I love her, you know? And oh, when'd you start doing that? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've been done it. I've been doing it, you know, but I, no, I would initiate it. Uh, not when I was young, I got older. I think I, I started telling her that after I read um, I read uh, I don't know what book it was but I, I was in my 20s when I started to kind of like in, be intentional about it you know because mm-hmm. I just grew up where she didn't talk like that um, but when I had kids you know even so even when I had kids man I, 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 I still didn't really tell them so much I love them a lot you know because that was just kind of my upbringing but I wanted to change and so now like like with the coronavirus thing man I'm a touchy guy so I'm like <laughs> oh, man. yeah I'm like hugging on the kids wrestling with them you know I give them a hard time hey you didn't tell me you love me today 
you know, I, you know, I kind of like, you know, I'm always doing that, doing these things with them, and I'm always playing with them and stuff. And so, I, I tend to show my affection more to touch than to words. But uh, yeah, I've been really intentional about making the kids know, know that I love them and um, that they are, they they're here. You know what I mean? Like, not like uh, come in the house, put your stuff down. Hey guys, and then keep going and go about your room. No, I put my stuff down. It's what you doing? You know, go play with them and stuff, and you know, just rough them up a little bit and stuff, and and then laugh a little bit, and, uh, and then you know, go about your business. But acknowledging them in a real way, where there's some type of interaction other than just like hi bye, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a um, that's a good point. I think. Uh it's something you definitely learn especially I think it's easier once something about having a child really like expands your heart as it's it's because it's an extension of you you know it's like I don't I don't want to see me go down this path that I went down I want better for them which you would think most people would I think I think it's been less and less um, I don't know the statistics on this but I think there's fewer and fewer like fathers that are not involved. People don't kill me on this. <laughs> if you are like in your thirties and you're like, dude, my child, I haven't seen his dad in forever, but you don't hear those stories as much because like I said, when I grew up, man, it was, I didn't even feel bad for not having a dad in my life because all my buddies, I mean, they didn't have dads in their lives either. So it wasn't right. like, it wasn't like I was the outlier or an exception. Um, but now it does seem that way. I don't know any like, deadbeat dads honestly I probably wouldn't hang out with any of them if I did but I don't know anyone like that that either not involved in their kids life or doesn't want to be so I think times are changing in a good way in that regard yeah I mean you know um, I think in in a lot of it has to do too with you are uh, it's a reflection of how you think as well you know you kind of attract people that want to take responsibility no one's perfect of course but those that want to do right um because that's what you're doing in your life. You know, you want to do right. So um, you're like your own, your own like filtration system about the different people and, you know, what they bring to, what they bring to the table for you, man. So, um, but yeah, I, I, man, before the kids, before the kids though, I got to give credit where credit's due. I read How to Win Friends and Influence Others by Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I always had a little thing about psychology. So I learned how to talk to people, how to build rapport, how to make people like you. Then, because psychology, I had an interest in what makes people work and how to how to how to be um, you know, how to get on when when win people over in a sense, right? So when when I had kids, it was um, very important that I would I would win them over. Right. Very important that I would be able to build rapport and build relationships, solid relationships and do different things that would build trust and uh, create a strong bond. But that was all intentional. Right. But mm-hmm. bef- before the kids were on the scene, I was also, um, you know, doing doing my homework, studying and learning about how how best to interact with humans. You know, what I mean, I, I wasn't like, oh, now I got kids. Let me try to be the best person. I actually was kind of working on that before the kids. Yeah, well, you had kids pretty late too, which helps, I think. Yeah, because yeah, you had time too. to really study and understand, right? And, and you build up your patience. You know, like you're not gonna have all this regret. Like, man, I 21, I want to go out. <laughs> you know, and right. I can't, I can't change diapers. Yeah, that's true too. That's another thing. My um, my brother had a, had his baby when he was like 17, 18. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you get you get over it, you get through it early, but yeah, I mean, that's so much your valuable like time that's in your twenties where you really discover who you are. Um, I had my child when I was twenty nine, so I was fortunate. And like you, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I, I have a degree in psychology, and it's something you that do. I do, yeah. I know um, you had a degree. I don't know it's psychology. Yeah, that's my degree. At. Look at um, you, man. So, it's that's always been my I've been very interested in that as well. Maybe that's why we connect. It's funny when you say you attract people that are somewhat like minded. 
Um, or at least those are people that are going to stick around. Sure. All gonna, like you. Right. They're going to, that's right. That's a better way to put it. Those people will stick around. Some will come and go. Yeah. Friends are going to come and go. The people that are kind of going to stick and stay in your small circle, because I think the older you get, the smaller your circle gets. Mm-hmm. You only hang around with a, a few, select few people. And that's because there's a lot of commonality there that's um, it's more beneficial to like the way you want to continue to live your life. Yeah, it's been built up and solidified over the years. Right, right. So yeah, man. It's but you know, even still, even with all the like the, the books read, the courses taken, I still find people so interesting, man. It's so somewhat unpredictable, especially kids. Kids, man, you you really learn that there is an innate personality that's built in. Like if you know, they ask is is it nature or nurture um, that mostly affects your environment and turns out it's like 50 50 it's both a lot of the personality is born right from it you're born with your temperament at least yeah your temperament is there from birth um personality can be set in by the age of three or four mm-hmm. and so you really there's really not a whole lot of time to like really like shape and mold somebody but you can't always learn and unlearn like what's good and bad and these things that are gonna really uh help you in your life but um, people are who they are at like a very young age as far as like personality and temperament and then you know even with my daughter I see things like man I want I want to I want her to do this I want to be like this but that at a very young age they're their own person and yeah I think it's you you learn like okay I kind of got to respect that that's who they are and I even though I feel like I'm a parent and you get that ego set in and you say well that's my child so this is how they're going to be this is how I want them yes it's some of that is uninfluential man yeah <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's there dude and that's one thing you learn as a parent it's like holy crap this kid is like their own person already yeah well when does it happen like, why didn't they be like what I want them to be so. yeah because he's like well because we're not you dad <laughs> yeah yeah it's like I got my own soul mm-hmm. I'm building my own constant like it's is they're their own entity, right? We have to, uh, we have a duty to guide them as parents the best we can. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes it's you can't just like shape your kid. They're not, they're not like mm-hmm. robots where you can program. That, that was a, uh, that's an eye opener when you have a kid. It's really, it's a real eye opener. Yeah, it's an eye opener and a brain opener. I'll tell you that. It's an eye opener, yeah. can of worms opener. It's a heart opener. <laughs> it's a wallet book opener. It's a whole bunch of openers. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, <laughs> with your with the uh, with your youngest son, is he? Um, can you identify certain traits that are like innate with him that are already just kind of that were there from the start? Yeah, he has uh, he has a smile um, that is uh, is very infectious. He um, he he's very uh, uh, energetic how I was he, he he's very inquisitive about things um you know he's picking up words I tell him I, I'll, I'll tell him he re, the thing is that he repeats everything after me so if I tell him something he'll just repeat it like I, I'm trying to get him to to kind of take clues and um he just mm-hmm. repeats what I say like I'll say Zion and he'll say Zion and then I'll say you're welcome or I'll, I'll say thank you and he'll go thank you and I say no say you're welcome and he'll say no say you're welcome and so he'll just keep repeating what I say. So he's not getting yet. Like, thank you. You're welcome. He's he'll literally repeat everything I say. So, but uh, he's definitely trying, man. And it's, it's really interesting to see his, you know, when you never see a young mind like working and, you know, it's, he's like evolving right in front of you. It's like, wow, like this is, this is, uh, this is a unique thing, man. I, um, I told my, I, there's some natural things. There's some natural things that you, sometimes you can pick out. Like, is he like, Oh, he seems like very aggressive. Like he's gonna be very high energy, like very aggressive, or is he pretty? No, nah, he's gonna be he's gonna be and... somewhat aggressive, bro. Because I'm aggressive. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's oh. gonna be. He's definitely he. Well, he right now. I mean, honestly, he's very big for a baby, and he's not a bully. He's not a bully like that. But like, if you're like, for instance, if you're on your knees as a and you're his horsey, uh he will grab you by your shirt and he will pull you down to the ground so he can get on your back 
if you don't get if you don't get up, he would get off your back and he would grab you by your head and pull you up. Yeah, he will. Yeah, so he's like he literally will 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 manually manipulate your limbs so that it's you're in a position for him to climb on your back. And then when he gets in your back, you know he 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 will sit there and he will just wait for you to for you to you know for you to move. And if you say help, help, he'll get off your back. And he'll go and he'll grab you by your face again, and he'll lift your face up and look and see what's going on. Like he's really, like yeah, super hands on, <laughs> super hands on. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's a couple more things we could touch on, or we can start wrapping it up. I know we, um, I was gonna ask you just because when we met, uh, we met at, I guess you could say it was out of a place where we were both in a phase in our life where we're, we're trying to overcome insecurities and and just grow as sure. people and for me and I, you obviously as well maybe this was a thing at the time too it was uh public speaking it's like you know that's that's was the number two fear in the, the world is the first or second I think it was the first bro yeah, I think it was like even more yeah. so than death. Like public speaking, people were terrified to like be on the spot and speak in front of a crowd. And I was no different. You were no different. And so, but the difference is what bravery is meaning understanding I am scared, but I'm still going to do something sure. about it. And so we took those steps to say, you know what? I'm a terrible public speaker. I know my job requires this. So I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to go prepare myself and I'm going to start doing things to overcome that fear. Um, and, you know, public speaking is funny because not to get off on a tangent, but the longer you stop doing it, like that fear can kind of sink sure. back in. It's it's something that requires like it's kind of like your golf game. Like you can be a really good golfer, but you stop golfing for just a little while that you'll become a bad golfer mm-hmm. again. And I think public speaking is the same way. Yeah. Even as we talked, like, I don't think of this as a public speaking forum. Um, but I know back then, like, it was critique, like, everything about <laughs> language. But in a yeah, positive, I loved it. In a positive yeah. environment with constructive <laughs> feedback and all that good stuff. But um, I just asked that because we're through that phase of our life, through the whole, you know, we think we've felt good enough. Like, all right, I've conquered that. Um, let me move on to something else. Is there any other insecurities you feel like you should be working on now or that you are actively working insecurities? on? Yeah, trying to overcome or mm. you you just solid. I think I'm pretty perfect, bro. I think I'm pretty perfect. I think I'm the <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a problem right there. Yeah, there that's your problem, right? <laughs> I think I'm pretty supreme. I think you can just call me Lord. Yeah, yeah I think I'm pretty awesome, I'm pretty bro. up there, bro. Pretty up there. I'm up there with oxygen. I'm up there. I'm, I'm, I'm that high up, bro. No, um Definitely, man. I have a lot of things that I need to work on still. Uh, the well, okay. So one of the things that I um, that I've noticed that I have to work on, which is going to be really heavy for me, and I procrastinated. I, yeah, I know. I'm, you know, my son's here. This podcast, they'll they'll know. But it's teaching my sons about uh, becoming a man. Hmm. that's right on par with the yeah like it's 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 (laughs) so so um how to tell stories in a way where young minds can get and grasp um the concepts of how to um be responsible men responsible people rather first uh and then to be um responsible men and i don't have with with okay and the, the crazy thing Paul is this I never really had how I think I never had that in my family my brother wasn't like that neither was my mom or my sisters now here again even with um, you know my girl the kids and stuff like that and her family still no one thinks like I do so I'm always like way ahead blazing a trail by myself but at the same time it's harder because since there is not no trail laid before me, I have to figure it out as I go. And I'm also like mm-hmm. fighting my own like procrastination and I have to like 
come up with my own way of how to communicate and reach these young minds, right? And teach them about um, being, you know, having compassion, being empathetic to people. Um, my oldest son, he's a very strong kid, very strong kid. And I've got to teach him that strength doesn't necessarily make you a man. Um, because if you use your strength in a, your, the strength you have inherently is power, but you can misuse your power and you can become a bully. You know what I'm saying? So just being able to um, sit down, have these one-on-one talks with him where we just talk about life and and share with him my experiences and also teach him some different concepts to help him develop his perspective. That's one of the, the challenging things I have to done because that was never done to me. I am the first to do it to my kids, period. So, uh, you know, getting in the habit of doing it. Like, I never went fishing when I was younger and stuff like that, where we would go out on these, like, man adventures and, and, and talk. I never had that. So, knowing how important it is to have those different things, I have to kind of, like, construct all those experiences myself um, and and use them for my kids and so that has been something that I've kind of procrastinated on a little bit but uh, I need I, I will step it up you know in terms of how to treat people how to treat yourself how to treat money like all these different things man like it's crazy yeah and still yeah, yeah yeah you know like yeah. that's it's, yeah. it's heavy because it's like it's all right I mean, I mean don't get me wrong you know mom's great she, she kind of helps hold things down but initially I'm the driver of such information so it's really on me to be like, all right, Derek, how do you want to say it? You know, um, even even so much so. Another another really huge thing is that I I think of is do I tell my children that Santa Claus is real? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. no? You know what I'm saying? So that's another thing that I got to think about. Like, all right. Some say, I mean, me personally, because I'm a deeper person, I'm like, look, ain't no, ain't no, ain't nobody coming down that chimney. Hello, the one that's and you're raised. Okay, right, too. right. But you, but I like to be. Yeah. I, I try to be real because with my interest in history and stuff, I've went back to like the different like Santa Claus and like you know the pagan things and stuff like that. And um, a lot of people believe in this ho 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 guy from the North Post sliding down the chimney and putting gifts on there. And I'm like, nah. If there's anybody coming down that chimney, they're gonna be black and they're gonna look just like me because I'm the only one coming down that chimney. And I don't come down chimneys. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, so yeah. a lot of time, and yeah, I bought, I bought these gifts. gifts, right? Don't be giving your yo 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 uh don't be giving the glory to no no man or no you know you know no um. Uh, with no elves in the North Pole, your daddy right here. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing this stuff, so I've I've had my uh, challenges with what do I do? You know, some people say the the thing about Christmas is that it, it creates imagination, it 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 develops imagination, and it, it allows children mm-hmm. to be in a fantasy, which is very very important. But then there's also that thing where it's like yeah. I don't want my kids to believe in something that isn't really uh, a true in a sense symbolic yes but not yeah. officially true like don't look don't don't you know you you leave cookies and milk out by the fireplace all night and you and you gonna get in trouble in the morning hello you know what I'm saying like I, <laughs> you know I'm, uh, you know it's just one of those things man where I'm like what's the what's the right way to do it so that, that's been like another yeah thing. I think it's imp- I think it's important well speaking I speak for myself my own experience the way we uh, raise our child. And um, I think it's important for kids to sure. be kids to just have that fun experience because that's the one time in your life where you can just be okay with believing in like this fantasy life and be okay with thinking like, you know, elves and Santa are real. It's just fun, that's you know? True. And I think as a child, that's, it's, it's such a small window of time where you get to just really play in your imagination like that and really think that way uh before reality sets in and the world gets much harder so for me personally like my daughter she thinks we do that elf on the shelf every year and 
she thinks you know the elf is hiding in a new place every other night and um it's cool it's fun it's fun to watch her face when she wakes up and see okay where's the elf at this morning and is doing something else that's crazy and she thinks like it's a really magical elf but next year is probably going to be gone already so um like i said it's a very small window before they realize what's happening because they will it's not they're going to believe in Santa to they you know some of them but, I, I know some 80 year olds that still believe in Santa Claus bro. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well yeah man I think it's just a fun time for them to really just just enjoy being a kid yeah, you know even sure. like high Easter eggs and stuff they don't believe in the Easter bunny but just you know those experiences the right. fun that comes with it just seeing the smiling faces and understanding that such a brief moment in time where they can experience that and be happy and um I don't see it's not it's not causing yeah. harm. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right, man. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I'll share one before we wrap up, and um, I guess uh, insecurity or something I struggle with now is, um, I would say, I have a hard time knowing when. What's well, not knowing, but being too passive and too aggressive there's not a lot of that middle ground for me and I'm, I'm trying to get back to where I can just I can uh, just have a solid medium because sometimes it's very chill yeah. And but if I get angry then I'm like really angry and I would prefer to just like be able to say like you know yes or no just be kind of very like stern without having to be upset about something or because I was too passive and now I gotta like like go from far left all the way to far mm-hmm. right and I'm working on just being a little more middle ground with with um, especially my interactions with certain people and in, um, even in doing business you know even in doing business I'm, I'm very uh, I'm a relationship builder by nature, I want to, you know, build trust and people to know me. But also, um, there's times you just get really gotta like be stern and just not be like a dick about things or be upset. Just be firm, you know. And I think um, that's something that I'm really like working on now. Yeah, yeah. There's always a happy medium, man, and it's good to have that balance too as well, or find it. Um, you don't want to be zero to a hundred all the time, man. You know, it's not good for no, other people. It's not good for your blood pressure. <laughs> yeah serious yeah or, or yeah but you know me i'm I'm not like uh i don't get too fired up too often so but i don't want to have to be fired up in order to like set boundaries right that's true that's true yeah yeah that makes sense but uh yeah man that's that's uh that's me for now that's one thing that i'm being intentional about we talk about intentions right like there's a lot of change doesn't happen unless you start to get intentional about what that change is going to be. So that's uh, set my intentions. Yeah, that's where it starts, man. And just keep working on it, man. The biggest thing is just it's consistency. It's not attempted, right? You don't need to like change everything in your life tonight. Just do a little bit at a time and do it for uh extended period of time, you know, and you'll still get the same results, but you'll get, you'll, you'll arrive at the same place, but you won't be stressed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just being consistent, man. Probably like the most important thing. I agree. I agree, man. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Man, man. okay. So, um, you got anything else you want to share before we um, call it a night? Man, just uh, just everyone, uh, you know, uh, thanks for joining in. I'm glad you guys are, are here. Um, you know, we're here every week, you know, doing our thing, just trying to share some advice and some wisdom to you guys. But, you know, make sure to take care of yourself. God is good always and in always. And, um, yeah, man, hope to hear, hope to see you guys uh, or hear from you guys uh, next week. Yeah, you guys continue to uh, show some support, share any comments, thoughts you have about the podcast. If something that we mentioned um, caught your attention and you want to uh, respond to it or just want to comment on it um go on my instagram page beneath the surface underscore pod and share your thoughts comments uh, after i post the episode and uh let me know what you thought and um yeah if you guys want to share or want to come on the podcast 
uh, we're always open to to uh, that option. So yeah. um, until then, it's been another episode of Beneath the Surface. 